Welcome to The Lorraine Murphy Show. If you're anything like me, you want a successful, abundant business, epic energy, a growth mindset, vibrant health, and beautiful relationships. And this podcast sets out to help us achieve all of that together. I've been in the entrepreneurship arena for almost a decade now and have mentored hundreds of other business owners. So I know what goes on behind the scenes and what it takes to succeed. This podcast shares the tips, tricks, learnings, and lessons I lean on in order to blend the different facets of my life as an entrepreneur, author, wife, and mama to two gorgeous little humans. Let's jump in to today's episode. Hello, welcome to my business highs and lows from 2022. If you haven't listened to one of my annual podcasts like this yet, thank you for joining. So what I do is I've done this every year since I started the show three years ago. I do a, I record an episode on my personal highs and lows, all the stuff that went super well, all the stuff that wasn't quite so great, and then also do the business highs and lows as well. So this is the business highs and lows episode that you're listening to right now. If you haven't listened to my personal highs and lows episode yet, that is also live and yeah, obviously up to you if you want to listen, but it might give some context for for what I talk about in the business highs and lows Um for this year, 2022. And I really love doing these episodes because it gives me a, a really beautiful chance to sit down and reflect on the year as, as it draws to a close. And it's also my opportunity to, I guess, pass back any learnings that, that I have had. <clears throat> That's really how I see my role as a mentor and, and the work that I do in my business is to figure shit out and then pass the learnings back to, to my, my community. So that's my intention with this episode as well, very much so. This is also going to be my last episode for a while on the Lorraine Murphy show because I am transitioning my, well, Lorraine Murphy show will stay where it is. Episodes aren't going anywhere, like anything that I've done in the past is still there. But I am creating a new podcast called the Bold Darling Podcast, which will be launching in January 2023. So a month to go. Yay. And I've been working behind the scenes on that quite diligently. I have done so many interviews. Oh my gosh. (laughs) I'm really, really excited to bring those interviews your way. And that will be, yeah, as I said, launching in January. And the intention with that is it's going to be very similar to the last few seasons of the Lorraine Murphy show. I just wanted to create something that's more of a, I guess, a dedicated home for the, the, the conversations that I have around business, because it will be quite specific to female entrepreneurs. Of course, if you're not a female entrepreneur, I would still love for you to listen and there'll still be lots of nuggets in there. But I feel like the Lorraine Murphy show is the place for shows, episodes like this, like me just kind of talking more broadly about life rather than more specifically on business. So that will be launching in January. So I will pop up here on the Lorraine Murphy show every now and then during 2023. But um, yeah, the, the, the most of my podcasting efforts will be going into <laughs> the Bold Darling podcast. So I'm going to kick into my highs and lows from this year. And I was thinking like, how will I do this? You know, I think I'm going to do this. So Wade sometimes comes home and goes, okay, do you want the good news or do you want the bad news? And I always ask for the bad news because I just want to get it out of the way. And then it's not so bad because I know that there's really good news coming. So (laughs) I think I'll actually do it this way, that way as well. I was like, should I start on a high, then do the lows and then finish on the highs? I think I'm going to do the, the lows first. I just said intuitively as I start recording, I'll know how I want to do this. I've written all my notes and I put them in order, but I wasn't sure which way I'd jump. So I'm going to dive straight in and I promise there's good news coming. So the lows this year, 
in my business. Uh, The first has been my consistency with Insta content. This is a real bugbear for me. And I tell myself it's because, oh, you know, I don't have the time uh, or, you know, I just, I just don't really know what I want to say. And the real reason is I haven't prioritized it this year. So when I'm launching, like when Bold Darling is launching, and obviously talk more about the Bold Darling launch shortly in this episode, when I'm launching, like I am on, I'm so organized. I've got the content. I, I think I do pretty good reels. Like I've had very good feedback from an Insta expert on my reels. Like I really enjoy it. But then once there's no kind of momentum or kind of deadline, then I just, I just don't show up and I don't do it. And I send, I send an email every Monday and I've sent that email every Monday for Christ. I can't remember if I sent it when I was on maternity leave at Wilder. I've sent it every Monday for about three, four, four years, I think. So I can show up and I can be consistent when I want to. <laughs> it's the lesson for myself. So that consistency around Insta, like I want to be always on with Insta. I'm not saying I'm on stories 24 seven, but constantly have great content going out, not just kind of being very lumpy about it and doing it at, at periods during the year. Because the thing is, that's that's when, and, and I'm putting my business hat on with this, that's when people really build that relationship and build that connection and build that trust in you so that when you do have something to sell, they're like, oh yeah, cool. Like I trusted you four months ago. Like let, let me grab my credit card, let's go. And and because the thing is, I really love being on Insta stories. I love the interaction and the fun on there. And I love the community that I've built on there. I'm so grateful for it. I just struggle with putting something on my grid every day. And not even every day, four times a week, Lorraine, would be amazing. So that consistency, I feel, has been, and it's not quite a low, like it's not like a particular day that I feel low on that, but it's it's something that I feel like I haven't done so well this year and something I really, really want to improve on next year. Uh, the other low uh, was profitability. So I started Profit First at the start of this year, and I've been really consistent with that. Like I've been you know, building my profit account, and it's 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 good. But when I actually look at the numbers in my business each month, like I go through the management report that my bookkeeper sends me and I look at the numbers and how they stack up in a financial year, end of year, I'm like, I should be so, this business should be so much more profitable. So that's a massive thing that I'm focusing on at the moment, just unlocking as much profit as possible from my business. So probably about six different levers that I'm pulling (laughs) in order to make that happen next year. But yeah, that profitability, like I'm a bit like, I've got an online business, I don't have a bricks and mortar. I'm not paying rent. I don't have a huge team. The business should be a lot more profitable than it is right now. So I, and I know why that, that is. And that's, that's what I'm kind of making, taking some steps towards making that a lot more profitable next year. And another low this year, which is related to uh, money as well. Oh, it's horrible invoicing mess up this year, which is just like, even now when I think about it, I'm like, fuck. So what happened, just to give you some context, I had, I was hiring, I basically hired a whole new team over January and February. So AJ, who was my longtime support in the business, uh, was leaving the business. So I brought in and I called her a make it happen manager. And then I had a make it happen coordinator. So essentially like an ops manager and a VA. So I brought both those in at the same time into the business. They're brand new people. And I also switched over accountants because I wanted to work with a profit first accountant. So I switched over to that new accountant and that new bookkeeper and and her new bookkeeper. So there was four new people in my business. 
What happened then was every month, so I've got annual mentees. So there are mentees that sign up to work with me for the whole year. And this was my first year doing that. And it was so, so exciting because they're all people I, I adore working with. So that was the plan. And then the, the the plan was some of them paid up front and then most of them pay on like a monthly invoice. So every month they should get an invoice um, for the work that I'm doing with them that month. There were cross wires and... I and I need to take full responsibility. I did not pick up on this because I assumed wrongly that other people were across exactly what was happening on the, on, on the money side of the business. And two of my mentees didn't get invoiced. So I'm away in Ireland visiting my family in July and I get an invoice, an email from one of them going, hey, Lorraine, just checking. Like I haven't got an invoice from you for a while. Can you look into it? And we looked into it and then it wasn't dealt with. And then I came back and I said, well, what's going on? And so it turned out that two of my mentees hadn't received an invoice for six months. Like, oh my God, even now I'm like blushing with mortification about it. So I traced back what had happened. Uh, There was a drop ball. And then I just said, okay, like just mortified, like obviously needed to be paid. (laughs) And I reached out to both my mentees about it and I just apologized profusely and said, look, this is what's happening. And this is the kind of checks and balances that we're putting in place now to make sure that that never happens again. And I sent them both, I'm sorry, gifts. It's never a good place when you feel like you've got to send an I'm sorry gift. (laughs) And they were really, really gracious about it, but it was just, it was shit. Like I mentor people and had to run their businesses and then I don't send an invoice for six months. Like, like so not cool, like not cool. So yeah, I'm still burning telling you about that, but I just, (laughs) I was always very keen that I want to be as transparent as I possibly can. And that, yeah, even someone who purports to be a business expert, which in fairness, I do think I am. And there was, yeah, there was, there was, there was a drop ball there for sure. And, but yeah, that was just yuck and just makes you realize, you know, regardless how exciting your business is and new things that you're creating and all the great feedback you're getting, there's still like the the engine still needs to run efficiently and in order for everyone to have a really great experience and for your business to stay compliant and yeah, do what it's meant to do. Like a business, you need to have that back end sewn up. And I feel like it's really sewn up now, thank God. But yeah, that was not not a fun realization for any of us when, when I realized what had happened a few months ago. So yeah, that was definitely a low this year. And another thing... Again, like these two, they're not so much lows. They're more like, what could have gone better? I had the intention this year. So I created Bold Darling, which I'll talk about shortly, uh, which is my membership group. And is it's going to be so much more than that in terms of like the podcast is coming and all the things. It's, it's a whole brand that I'm building out within my own Lorraine Murphy brand. But I wanted to create them, set them up as separate entities. So Bold Darling would actually be like a completely separate entity from my Lorraine Murphy entity and, you know, separate P&L, all of the things. So that was my intention this year was to get that done and I just didn't get it done. And then it got to the point around kind of October and I just went, look, this is this is adding way too much complexity at a time when you just don't have the bandwidth to accommodate that level of complexity. So I've just put that on ice. I would love to have kind of seen out the year with that done, but I also just didn't want to get it done as a box ticking exercise and then fluff up the, the management of those two separate entities going forward. So yeah, that's something I, I didn't get done this year. And and yeah, we'll, we'll kind of move that more to the right next year. And another low, again, it's not like a specific low, but just some of my business days were very, very full. Uh, I had a day, like I had a few, 
probably had about six days in the last two months where where I had eight commitments. So whether that's mentoring or podcast interviews or team meetings, and that's just a lot. That's a lot of kind of getting into eight different headspaces for those things. And I mean, the great thing is I'm high performing, like I'm very high energy, like I can do that like, and I can show up with high energy for every single one of those eight plus things. But then I crash a few days later or I'm cranky with the kids that night or, you know, I'm cranky with Wade and I just don't want to have days that are that full anymore. That's a real thing for me next year is to create that spaciousness. And I'll talk, I'll talk some more about that later on. And I talked about it in my personal podcast episode. I want days where there's quite a clear delineation between the creative, like that I talk a lot about maker versus manager, like that maker time versus that manager time, which is when you're with with other people and doing things with other people. So that's a really big intention for me next year. And I think, you know, it was probably always going to happen because I took, uh, I worked in Bali, like that didn't really shift things, but I went to uh, Europe for a month in July. So we went to Ireland and Spain and the whole, I mean, I had that booked in at the start of the year. So my team were structuring everything around freeing me up as much as possible on that month. So I did some mentoring, but I kind of did 24 hours of power. And that was pretty much it during, during that month. So they were, thank you team, freeing me up as much as possible for that trip. So there was going to like that work had to go somewhere. (laughs) You know, when you pretty much create an 11 month, you turn a 12 month year into an 11 month year. So there was that. And then also like in December, like I felt like November and December were very full. And that comes as a result of me doing the Hoffman process, which took me completely offline from my business for a full week. And that, you know, that, that work needed to be put somewhere. So, and that was, that was a big thing was just a few of those business days feeling very, very, very full. And that it's almost like a pressure cooker, you know, that, 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 that needs to go somewhere. And that, 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 yeah, that, high energy, like it's very high energy when I'm doing it, but then the kind of, there's, there's almost like a, you know, for whatever, whatever, whatever action, there's an equal reaction. You, know, you can't, I can't do eight commitments a day and not have some kind of blowback, whether it's my personal energy or my, my relationships or, you know, how switched on I feel the next day in work. So that was a biggie that, that I'm focusing on uh, resolving for next year. And that's the beauty of this, you know, that when we do these reflections, we actually get to absorb, uh, sorry, we get to extract the learnings to apply next year and the year beyond. And actually on that, I've got an entrepreneur's performance review that I'm sharing. It's something that I'm doing with my Bull Darling group uh, this week, actually, as I'm recording this. And it's something I do every year. It's it's my own reflection on the previous year. So it goes into kind of the obvious stuff, like what went well, what could have gone better. But then it also explores relationships, uh, development, comfort zone. Like it really dives quite deep into the year. It's a really fun exercise to do. I love doing it. And so, yeah, I'll, I'll pop a link to that in the show notes if you want to grab it. It's, it's a really good tool to use around this time of year, you know, towards the end of the year as you plan forward into next year. So yeah, they were the lows. I mean, really? <laughs> I feel like I'm doing pretty well if they were my lows from this business year. So moving on to the highs. So, um, the first big high was, well, I started the year on a high because on the 29th of December last year, my fourth book, Step Into You, came out into the world. And this this one is, I mean, I love all four of my books, but Step Into You was my real soul book. Like that's my my mentoring life's work until that point that I wrote that book is in that book. It focuses on energy management, goal setting, 
relationships. It's, it's big. And, and I've had the most incredible feedback just this morning. I had a message from someone saying she's telling every woman she knows to read it, which is so lovely. So yeah, the launch of Step Into You was, was really, really special. And everyone was away because it was such a weird time of year. So I went for, I took two of my friends, uh, Leela and Stacey for a long launch in Barangaroo. And it was such a lovely book launch. <laughs> we just got some photos with the book and <laughs> it's pretty cute. And, and the great thing about Step Into You as well, just like my second book, Get Remarkably Organized, Step Into You also has an audiobook, so uh, you can actually listen to it as well. It was interesting how many people, it seems, have listened to Step Into You as opposed to reading, uh, you know, in terms of just how much audiobooks have grown even in the last couple of years. it's It's been really, really cool to see that. So yeah, the year launched with a bang, which was my, my Step Into You book launching. The second big high of this year is my team. So it feels like the team is in a a really, I've got a really solid team. We've got some more plans to grow the team next year, but right now it feels like it's, it's, it's really good. As Sam, my operations manager joined me in, oh God, August. Yes. Cause I didn't want to hire until uh, I was back after the the Euro trip. And I was like, I'm going to hire someone starting on the 21st of August. And I started hiring like on the 10th of August. And yeah, she started that day. So it all fell into place really, really beautifully. And she's incredible. So she's my operations manager. And she's just, she's such an interesting one. She's very spiritual and very into energy and all the things. But she's just got this hard ass, get shit done, kicks my ass, like, and, and a really great sounding board in the business as well, which I really appreciate. So yeah, Cara's been with me, or sorry, Sam has been with me since August. And then Cara joined in February this year. So she's our VA in the Philippines. And she's just amazing at doing all the things that I have NFI had to do. So she manages Kajabi. Um, she manages Active Campaign. She's brilliant on Canva to knock up like some quick graphics or playbooks or whatever we might need. So yeah, Cara's, Cara's brilliant as well. And then Sam manages Cara and it just feels like the team's in a really good place. As I said, a couple of things I want to kind of add next year, but um, Sam and Cara have been brilliant. And it feels like the team, I've got the team in place to take the business where I want to take it, if that makes sense. I feel like I've never quite had that the right mix and it feels like it, it, it's there now, which is which is really, really, really good. Another big high, I've already mentioned it, was my annual mentees. So <laughs> I was on a call with Lucy, who's one of my longest time mentees. I think I've worked with her for almost four years now. <clears throat> And I was doing her wrap up from like yet another block of three months with me at the end of last year. And I just said to her, look, uh, I felt so shy. I was like, would you like be interested in working with me like for a whole year? And she was like, yeah, yeah, that's it. I mean, that makes more sense than me kind of constantly renewing three months at a time. And I was like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. (laughs) So I created this overview for her of what mentoring would look like this year and she said yes. And then I shared it with another couple of mentees. So I actually had six annual mentees this year, which was awesome. And it was just lovely, like starting with them in January, knowing, okay, we've got all year. Like you can really get your feet under the desk, so to speak, when you know you've got that whole year together. And I just love working with them. Like when I see their names in my calendar is my next call. I'm like, yay. And they just feel, oh, they might think this is weird if they hear me saying this, but they feel like sisters or something. Like it's a really intimate relationship now and it just gets better and better which is it's really really great to, to have and uh I think one person's still sorting something out but at least five out of six of those mentees have already committed for, for next year which is really really exciting 
So yeah, the annual mentees has been brilliant this year. So it's been a mix of like we had a VIP day at the start of our block together, a year together, and then we have three hour intensives every quarter. And I'm just there, like if they need me, I'm there. And it's felt really, really lovely to have that deepening relationship with them. But also, I guess on a financial level, to have that visibility, you know, so much of my business until really this year has been three months by three months, like, you know, just kind of crossing your fingers and and, and marketing that three month mentoring and hoping that people join or that people sign up for whatever launch or event that I'm hosting. So it's felt really good to have that predictability in the business this year, which is something I, I just haven't haven't had before. So the annual mentees has been a huge high. And another big high this year was, I mean, oh my God, the Bold Darling launch. So I created the idea for Bold Darling in a cafe in Bali in September 2019. And I could just see it. It was like this divine download. Like I just, I had my A3 sketch pad with my brightly colored Sharpies in this cafe and it's called Alchemy in Ubud. And it just, I just got it down on paper in like 30 minutes. Like it was there. And I was so excited. I kind of marched back into the office my first day back in Sydney with my sketchbook under my arm and went to kind of share it with my team. And then I was like, okay, this is probably not the right time. Like I'll launch it next year. And then COVID hit and then we had a baby and you know, all the things. So it really felt like coming into this year, 2022 was like, okay, bold darling's on, like it's happening. I worked with a business coach. So I paid to work with a coach for the day. Um, in December, I did a full day with her in early December last year. And I told her she was like the midwife of bold darling. Like we really conceived it that day. Like I had it in my head and I could see it, but this was really getting it down on paper and saying, okay, this is what it's going to be. These are the inclusions. These are the price points. So I was really, really excited to launch it. And uh, actually, yeah, we launched it in March. And so Bull Darling, in my mind, like the vision that I'm holding for it, it's it's quite, it's, it's big. <laughs> I want Bull Darling to be the virgin for female entrepreneurs. Like no matter what a female entrepreneur needs, Bull Darling has it. That's that's my big, I've never articulated that like broadly like this before publicly. So that's what I wanted to want to create with it. And, and of course that doesn't just happen overnight. So there's each year in my plan, there's a couple of different things that I'm launching each year. So this year it was to launch a membership group. So I launched that for the first time in March and instantly I could feel this is amazing. Like, yeah, I could, I could just tell the energy of it. It was incredible. And I had a huge launch. I had my first six figure launch, which was so exciting. And like, obviously you've the money and like, yay, but also like, oh my God, I did it. Like I did it. And to make Bold Darling real, when I'd sat with it for two and a half years, to birth it out into the world and for it to be greeted so warmly and like, yeah, it was amazing. Absolutely incredible. So I launched uh, straight away. I had 22 members in Bold Darling and it's been running since. And I just love it, like the branding, the feel of Bull Darling, the potential of Bull Darling. And the members are just brilliant. I love seeing them every month. So initially when I started it, it was two sessions. No, hang on, yeah, two sessions with me a month. God, it's, you know when you change something and then you can't remember what it was like before? So it was two sessions with me a month. And, and then I opened doors again in June. And I had an okay launch, like it went well, had some, oh my God, brilliant members join in June, but not like the, the huge launch that I was expecting. And that was really helpful for me. There was a, a different mentor that I was working with earlier on this year. And I said to her, look, 
just don't feel like this launch in June is, is catching fire like the, the March one did. And I'm doing everything I did before. And she said, that's your problem, that word before. She said, you're going into this doing the same things, expecting the same results, and you, you've lost all the magic. And she said that it's the uncertainty of not knowing what's going to happen. That's where the magic comes from. And I really took her words on board. And then when I launched in October, I completely changed the, the launch strategy. So the launch strategy until then was to host two masterclasses, so two free webinars, and invite people to join. And what I did, which brings me very neatly onto my next high of this year, was I launched something called the Glow Up because I had been on, if, if you listen to my personal episode, you know what I'm talking about. I went on this whole Glow Up post finishing up Breastfeeding Wilder and it was like a physical, spiritual, health, fashion, energetic upgrade on every level for me personally. And I just had this moment of going, oh my God, if this is how good this feels for me. Can you imagine if I did this for businesses? That would be amazing. So I created a glow up and it was three days. Um, yeah, no, it was four days. Sorry, it was four days. And two of those days were pre-recorded and the second two days was, was live sessions with me. And it was just incredible. We had, oh God, what were my numbers again? We had 580 people. I think that's right. We had 580 people register for the glow up, which was massive. Interaction was off the chain in terms of like how many people joined the, the live Zooms how many people watch and listen back, the feedback, like just the the buzz of it all. It was such a buzzy, buzzy, buzzy few days. It was really incredible. So the glow up went brilliantly. And then that, then what happened was I think on day one, I think day one or day two of the glow up, I opened doors to Bull Darling. So I actually opened doors three times this year to Bull Darling. So um, October was that third time. And yeah, I invited people to, to join Bull Darling. And that launch went brilliantly. I was really happy. We had 17 new members sign up in October. And that's definitely something, <laughs> without falling into the trap I did before, I really want to create more of those kind of experiences because there's something really special about getting people together with a shared purpose. There's a timeliness to it. The The daily videos that I did were very punchy. Like there was very clear takeouts that people could action very, very quickly. I'm very big on that. So I really want to do that again for my launches next year, create something different, something novel, something that really women can get behind and dive into together. I felt with 580 people joining the glow up that the the number of people who, as in the conversion to actually membership would have been higher. I was really happy with the, the conversion, but I thought it, you know, it could have been higher. But interestingly, every single person who signed up as a Bell Darling member had done the glow up. So I think the brilliant thing that the glow up did, which was my intention for it, was to give people that chance to sit really close to me. Like my mentor this year was describing it as, you know, letting them pull up a seat beside me at the campfire and just have that proximity to me and, and really try before they buy, you know, have an experience with me that doesn't require a financial investment so that if they are weighing up investing with me, that they know that, okay, well, I, I kind of have a good, I have a good feel for, for what Lorraine is and, and what Bull Darling could be for me. So that was really, really cool. I loved the glow up. It was so fun. I loved the branding. Stacy, my graphic designer, did an incredible job. And it just felt like, yeah, we were really part of something together. It was really, really special. So the glow up was a huge high this year. And another high from this year was Profit First. So I started implementing Profit First from 1st of March, I think this year. Yes, because I transitioned book, uh, accountants in February. And that's been really good. Like it's given me that real clarity. If you don't know what I'm talking about, I'm talking about a book called Profit First by Mike Michalowicz. 
And he talks about essentially a way of structuring your bank accounts and your allocations to them each month that enables you to build profit, you know, rather than going, okay, apparently I did like 55k profit this year. Well, where is it? I've already spent it. So it's very much about, yeah, just helping you as an entrepreneur, as a business owner, having that more visibility on your numbers and, and definitely banking more profit for you. And then what happens then each quarter, once you've, you've banked your profit each month, you 50% of that you transfer into like a vault account, which is an account you don't have access to. And then the other 50% goes on something creating, you know, making one of your goals happen. So for example, my profit first allocation from, um, what was it? July, August, September, uh, that went on my 40th birthday celebrations. That's where I kind of spent my money that my, my Lorraine prize money that quarter. And, um, yeah, it's just been really, really good. Uh, but again, going back to my earlier point, I really want to increase the percentage that I'm allocating to profit like significantly next year. And that will come from making some tweaks in the kind of the behind the scenes of the business. So yeah, profit first was really good and want to continue that journey next year and yeah, amplify that even more, like put away even more profit each month. And, and my last high, I feel like this has been very short, but you know what that is? I'll, I'll talk about that in a minute. But my seventh high was hosting a retreat. So I actually hosted two retreats this year. I took some of my annual, like longtime mentees away to the Central Coast in May. It was meant to be February, but I got COVID. So that was meant, yeah, we had that in February. Uh, sorry, the retreat was in May. And then I hosted the first Bold Darling retreat, which was in Noosa in October. And that was just so special. I like, to have eight women and they're eight women that I know really well. Like they're bold darling members, our longtime mentees, just to have four nights with them. And Clara Bede was there as our spiritual guru who I just adore. I adore being in her orbit. And it was just really lovely to, to love on them and create that experience for them and to see the difference, you know, when someone comes in that first day and they're tired or they're burnt out or they're stressed or whatever it might be. And to see them leave on the last day, it's just like, wow, just what three, as in, sorry, they did three nights. I did four nights because I got up there the day before with Claire, but just what three nights can do with intentional focused energy on, on you, you on, on multiple levels. So that was really, 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 really special. And um, I guess the only challenge with that retreat was I actually had double the spots that I sold and that I created quite a similar structure of a retreat uh, over 2020, 2021. And had sold it out, like sold it out two and a half times. And so I fully expected to be sold out again. But um, yeah, I sold eight spots and they were eight brilliant women. And the group size was actually perfect for, you know, every, every retreat is perfect with the, the kind of exact formula and mix of people that come along. Um, but that was, a, I guess, a bit of a financial, when, when I was kind of budgeting for double double the, the spots on that and to hit half of them, that created a temporary, thankfully, but yeah, just a couple of cash flow challenges over, over the couple of months. Um, but the retreat itself was magical. And I was even talking to one of my mentees who came the other day and I said, Jesus, you're like, you're, you're flying. And she said, yeah, something, something shifted for me on that retreat. Um, so I think that's the thing, isn't it? We can think about doing these things, uh, like I did the Hoffman process last month and we can think about doing these things of like, oh, there's so much time and so much money. And I think what we forget is that that investments like that will pay back for months and even years to come because you get big shifts like that when you really set aside the time to, to go do it and, and focus on yourself. And it's been really nice to create that for my mentees twice this year with the Central Coast and the Noosa Retreat. 
But then to have experienced it myself when I did the Hoffman process, which isn't quite a retreat, it's not quite as relaxing as a retreat, but yeah, to, to feel the benefit of that dedicated time in myself and, and what that does, it's, it's really special. So yeah, they are all the highs. Oh, that's pretty cool doing the, the highs second because then you don't have to go into lows. You're like, boom, done. So this year for me was, in reflection, it was a lot of streamlining. And when I said there, you know, the, one of the, what was I saying? I was on a point about profitability or something. I can't remember what it was exactly. But the, I, I have created a lot of different things in this business. This business, like the Lorraine Murphy business is four and a half years old, like that it's been my full-time hustle. And it's grown steadily over that time, which has been amazing. I feel like this is the first year that I've, I've been gradually trying to streamline and offer less things because, oh my God. Uh, in 2018, I remember doing a list and I was doing, there was 17 different either projects or revenue streams that I was either working on or was planning. Like it was way too much. So my business has really simplified this year. So in terms of revenue streams this year, I've had um, my annual mentees. I've had my quarterly mentees and VIP days. I've had Bold Darling, the membership. And I have had two two retreats and that's it. So there's actually been only four products that I've sold this year. I look at speaking. I did some speaking and some training. I look at that on a case by case. I don't really count. I don't budget for those, if that makes sense. They're kind of just cherries when they do come in. And when I say yes, I turn down a lot of speaking this year. And because that's a thing, like when you have something that's going so well, like a bull darling or annual mentees, like you just, I just want to go deeper on those rather than adding different kind of spokes to the wheel. So that has been really, really good because it's given me a lot more clarity. And if I look into next year, next year is going to be Bull Darling, so the membership, uh, the Bull Darling podcast in terms of brand partnerships, which is relatively very low touch compared to other revenue streams. I've got my annual mentees. Uh, I'm calling that my magnificence program next year. And I've got 10 people on that next year, which is awesome. I'm so excited to do that with them. And power quarter mentees. So I've got two intakes next year for three month mentoring, which is called power quarter mentoring with me. So I'll have the first intake comes in April. There's five spots. Four of those are taken already. So there's only one spot left. If you want it, let me know. And then I'm taking another intake in September of another five power quarter mentees. And that's it. It's really, really simple. And that means I can be more potent in my business next year. And it also means that I can unlock more profitability because every time we're trying to create new things and innovating and tweaking things, then inevitably that eats into profit because you're doing more, your team's doing more, there's more kind of switching of hats and that just eats into efficiency, which eats into eats into, into financial efficiency and profitability as well. So I'm really, um, yeah, I'm on a mission next year. My two big words for next year are potency and profit. And what I mean by potency is showing up in a really big way when I'm showing up and then allowing myself to have that spaciousness and, and being a lot more, I guess, compartmentalized about how I work next year. And then profit is, is the huge one as well, really unlocking a lot more profit in the business. So that's going to be with some tweaks. I'm keeping all the same team, but just tweaking it a little bit. Like, for example, I'm paying Sam quite a healthy hourly rate. And some of the things that she's doing is it's relatively straightforward and, and kind of repeatable process orientated tasks. So it makes more sense to, to give them to someone else to manage so she can really focus on, again, the potent tasks for her. 
So yeah, next year is looking very, very simple. Um, this The Bull Darling, as I said, I'll be opening doors for that in March and again in October. So just twice next year. And then my annual mentees are on yeah, the Magnificence program. And it's really cool. Like I really, it's, it's going to be really special for them. So we're having a VIP day, each of us together in January. So it's all one-on-one, the Magnificence program. And yeah, after we have our VIP day in person in Sydney, they go off and stay in a beautiful hotel and just have a real like night to integrate. And, and we've created that whole experience for them. And then they've got yeah a mix of like one hour sessions with me a month and then some more intensive, like longer sessions over Zoom as well. So yeah, that's, I'm really, really giddy to do that next year. And the other thing that I really want to focus on is you know, without creating shed loads of revenue streams, but funnels, like creating things where like my, I've got a pretty, like my, my email list grew a lot this year, which is, which is great. It's doubled this year, which has been a very intentional thing to, to grow that. Um, but if I'm only opening doors for Bull Darling in March and October, there's very limited time opportunities for people to actually work with me. So I'm looking at creating some lower priced offers, some more kind of like, yeah, online products, essentially digi products. And then really focusing on funnels then to build that out. So between your know, paid ads, email marketing, and some lower priced opportunities to work with me. Again, it just gives people that chance to, to try before they buy. So I've got a big training session for myself on that tomorrow on funnels. And yeah, I'm excited to play with that. And I, I guess the big thing that 2022 gave me was that predictability and that visibility. So when I've got annual mentees who are paying each month, I've got bold darling members who like that, that money's locked in for, for the month ahead. It's just given me a visibility that I've never had in this business. And it feels really good. Like, obviously things can shift and change and members might need to leave or whatever might happen. But generally I've got a pretty good handle on how much money my business is going to be making next year. And that feels really good. Like, really good. (laughs) And big news, if you haven't listened to my personal podcast episode, uh, we are moving to Spain next year. So we are moving our family to Spain in February next year. And for us, it's an opportunity to YOLO, uh, to have a year, we're saying a year to two years that we'll be in Spain, to my business can be anywhere, uh, which is such an incredible gift. And it's also a huge opportunity to build out Bold Darling over overseas as well. And, you know, even being more plugged into Europe, particularly the UK, just seeing what's going on there. I've got podcast guests who are from the UK. I just feel like it's a real opportunity for me to send back the learnings of a different market um, in terms of Europe, the European market and potentially more US travel as well. But to really feed that back to my community, whether it's in Bold Darling or my mentees or podcast listeners like you. So, I think it's a huge opportunity to make the business more global and to make my memberships feel and my my community feel a lot more global as well. So yeah, I'm excited to do that. And when I was talking about that potency idea, so any of my one-on-one mentoring or my bold darling sessions, they'll all be happening early morning Spanish time. So for example, from March, that will be 6am. I'll start work at 6am and I'll finish at 10 in terms of like that one-on-one, that kind of on, 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 what am I saying? mentoring time essentially like either one-on-one or group mentoring and then the rest of the day then is is mine to be proactive so that feels really good to me that compartmentalization where I look after all my mentees and bold darling group in the morning and then kind of go do like a delayed morning routine and then like med- meditation whatever I want to do and then the rest of the day then is to work on 
like the things like being proactive with Instagram content, with creating those new offers, with you know, having my inbox at zero. Like I've really felt that this year with those fuller work days, especially. I just haven't been as on top of everything as I want to. Like I've got emails in my inbox that have been there a couple of weeks. And I, Sam goes in and deals with what she can in my inbox, but there's the, you know, the people that need to hear back from me. So I'm really excited for that next year, that potency around if I'm mentoring that I'm being really potent in that. And if I'm clear in my inbox that I'm really potent in that, like it's, I'm really giddy <laughs> for that next year. And as I said, it's just a really good opportunity to take my business global and, and send back even more learnings from overseas to, to, to Australia. So what is happening on the business front next year is, well, on the Instagram front, is I'm going to transition my Lorraine Murphy Instagram. So that at Lorraine Remarks, if you're following, you, you'll know what I'm talking about. That is going to transition to underscore bold darling. It'll be a new, a new Insta handle. No, sorry. It's the same Insta handle, but I will be focusing more with my business hat on in, in that, in that, in that Insta feed. And then I've got at Lorraine X Spain. And that is me in Spain and more kind of my personal hat on. So I think having that disparity between the two accounts will really help me post and show up in kind of either capacity because yeah, it's just, I feel like Lorraine remarks is just a bit, a bit of a catch all at the moment. And I don't really know who I'm showing up to be each day. So underscore bold darling will be me talking about business and it'll be me featuring bold darling members featuring the bold darling podcast and obviously any news and launches that are happening on the bold darling side of things and then Lorraine x Spain is going to be yeah that the kind of behind the scenes of moving our family to Spain and health and food and kind of the other things that I talk about as well okay thank you so much for joining and thank you you know, whether or not you've bought anything from me this year, thank you so much for listening to this podcast episode. It's, I feel very, very grateful to have the community that I have around me in my business, whether it's Bold Darling or kind of more with the Lorraine Murphy hat on. And I couldn't do what I do in my business with, without people like you. So thank you so much for being part of another year in my business. I'm really excited to share next year with you too. And the Bold Darling podcast will be coming in mid-January. So keep your eyes and ears out for that. Jump on my email list if you're not on it. You can find the link in my Insta profile and, and keep an eye on Insta. And then, yeah, there's a couple of, yeah, quite a few big transitions, to be fair, coming up early next year. And I'm really, really excited to do it. I feel more excited than I've ever been about my business, which, which feels like a really, really nice place to be as I close down the year. So I'm wishing you a very, very happy new year. As I said, if you would like to grab that entrepreneur's performance review, just grab it and I'll pop a link in my Insta profile as well, but you can grab it uh, through the link in the show notes too. And really, really recommend that you do that. It's it's very much like doing a podcast episode like this, where we really get to dive deep into the learnings of, of the previous year so that we, I guess, avoid making similar mistakes next year, but also that anything that worked this year, we can really grip it up and run with it next year and beyond. So thank you so much for joining. I'm wishing you a beautifully happy new year to you and all you love and, and of course in your business as well. And I'm excited to reconnect on the podcast again, the Bold Darling podcast next year. Thank you for being part of this week's episode. It was remarkable to have you. I am always keen to hear your thoughts, questions, ideas and suggestions for future topics for the podcast so please get in touch on instagram my handle is at lorraine remarks and through my website lorrainemurphy.com.au 
If you're enjoying what I'm putting out here, please do rate, review or subscribe to the podcast so more people can find out about it and we can build this special community. Or even better, do all three. Chat to you next week.